Today's AutoConverse podcast is brought to you by Revolution Parts. The number one way for new car dealers to sell parts online, Revolution Parts offers streamlined tools and solutions for driving profit in the fixed ops department. If you're ready to take advantage of all the revenue channels in your dealership, talk to the parts commerce experts at Revolution Parts. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash RP. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's live web chat brought to you by Revolution Parts. I'm Ryan Girardi. Thank you for joining us. Whether you are viewing the live stream on YouTube or maybe you're here backstage with us on the Zoom webinar, I appreciate you taking the time to be here. Today, we're going to be talking about absorption, absorption rate and modernization with fixed ops in the dealership and specifically around the idea of selling OEM parts online. So this would be not just on your website, but on Amazon, on eBay, as an example. And with us today, we have Ibrahim Mezba. He is the CEO and co-founder of Revolution Parts. And we're also joined by Dave Rozek, who is an automotive e-commerce specialist. And he works for a dealer group uh, here in my area in the Chicago area. So Ibrahim and Dave, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, stop sharing my screen and just give you guys a quick welcome. Hi, Ibrahim. Hey, Ryan. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, great to have you up here and putting this together. And uh, Dave, glad you're able to be here with us as well. Thank you for having me today. And Dave's been on a few different sessions with us over the past few months, so he might be a familiar face to you. If you are, say, new to our live web chats, basically this is a 30-minute, I call it a web chat because it's not like a webinar. We use Zoom webinar, but we're not here to present anything to you. We're not here to pitch anything to you. We're, we're here to have a conversation about absorption rate and modernization, specifically in fixed ops. And so we encourage you to participate if you're on the Zoom portion. You, there's a Q&A so you can ask questions and raise your hand. I can even make your, your microphone active so you could ask your question live. Uh, this is streamed live on YouTube, like most of our content that is. So if you're on the live stream or maybe watching the recording, uh, hello and welcome from there. So let's get started, guys. Um, Ibrahim, I'd like to start with you coming from Revolutions Parts. You, you put the, your co-founder. So you, you obviously saw an opportunity here for, uh, for dealerships, for auto retail in the parts business. So maybe you could uh, just give us that landscape and this market that, that we're talking about. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me again, Ryan. Um, Dave, good to see you again. So, yeah, I mean, we see this as a really big opportunity, right? So, you know, there's no arguing about the rise of online commerce, right? Um, and rise of Amazon, right? That's a big part of that. So today what we see is that, um, you know, 85% of consumers that are shopping for parts really start their search online. Um, and we believe that's a really big opportunity for the dealerships and the OEMs to really help capitalize on that key trend that we're seeing. Um, and we want to help, right? So the way we look at the market is really 
you know, the enemy is really the aftermarket and it's not the dealer across the street. So how do we help our dealers uh, and the manufacturers really feature their, their inventory um, and, and really compete for that market share um, and that attention grab? So, yeah, so, I mean, you know, a couple of key trends that we're seeing, uh, we're seeing counter sales are shrinking. Um, and the reason there is, you know, consumers are more likely to start their search online, like I mentioned, and, and find what they're looking for. Um, so really a big part of this discussion really should be around how do we make sure that every dealership has a presence online so that when the consumers are doing their research online, um, you know, and, and, and a lot of this is your local customer, right? They're able to find um, the information they need at their local dealership. Um, yep. So, you know, from a market size perspective, right now we believe it's about an eight to ten billion dollar market, and only about one to one and a half billion of that is OEM, and just the online space. I mean, the online market for uh, parts is growing by about thirteen percent year over year. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, demand out there um, and we're, you know, our mission is to really help dealers uh, grow their parts sales and capitalizing on that online demand is just one piece of the puzzle. Just to clarify, the parts business is eight to a $10 billion online. a year business online nationally or is this globally? This is nationally. Nationally. And then, but... Only one, about one billion of that is OEM parts. That's right. About one to one and a half billion is our estimation. There's, it's hard to find really accurate data, but we've, uh, you know, we've looked at many studies, and that's where we believe it is. Okay. And you're seeing about a thirty percent growth year over year, specific to the OEM. Sorry, Sorry. no, the entire market's growing by about thirteen percent year over year. Thirteen. Okay, I was thirty is a lot. So that, yeah. a lot I clarified. So thirteen percent growth. Okay. Okay. Good. Now, as we set this up, we said, "Hey, here's ways to add new revenue channels or enhance existing ones and achieve a hundred percent absorption absorption rate." Such a hard word for me to say. Yeah. Uh, stops. Could you take a moment? Most people that are watching this are going to know what what absorption rate is, but could we just formally just could you define what that is? Sure. Yeah. So I mean, I think you know absorption rates basically looking at the gross profit from the fixed op side of the business. So that's your parts, your service, and your body shop, and you really divide that by all the expenses of the dealership, right? So 100% absorption rate means your gross profit on the fixed side is really covering 100% of the expenses for the dealership. And Dave, do you want to comment on that definition? No, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think that's what's commonly seen. It's a little bit different in the group I work at. I mean, the, the, the previous group I worked at, I mean, that was kind of a common definition is that, you know, 100% of the absorption rate would mean that the service could pay for everything. Now, in, in the group that I'm in, it's a little different. You know, we have a little bit different uh, absorption rate because we sell a decent amount of cars. We do a pretty good job in our parts department already. Um, but we're always looking to improve because right now we're realizing that our counter sales are, are shrinking. We're selling more cars and we're selling more used cars right now in my market at a lot of our stores, which is keeping us clean. And our sales profit is still there, so my absorption rate is not that bad. But 
we realize that we either have to get in to an online solution or, you know, we're, we're going to lose and we're going to start losing money and, and we don't want that. And, and the difficulty we have as a dealer is that, you know, we look at all these dealer websites and all the dealer website providers, they really don't have a solution for us. I remember interviewing six different dealer providers and big companies that I would think would have it. And they're just like, well, we just don't have a solution for you. We just don't have an e-commerce solution for you. And we as a dealer, I mean, we've tried to use OEM programs and go on ourselves using eBay and Amazon, but unless you have the right people in place and you know how to connect the dots between the portals and the ultimate goal is collecting the cash and making sure it's shipped. And in today's Amazon world, you have to have a good rating to sell anything or people don't buy from you. And that's where the OEM and the dealers lose because these other companies, you know, they're smart about shipping. Some of them take their inventories and they fulfill them by Amazon. They give them to Amazon. And, you know, when it comes to the Amazon side, I don't buy anything unless they're a uh, preferred seller on Amazon. Unless you get Amazon Prime and I'm getting the free shipping, I don't buy anything unless it's really prime, unless there's really nothing out there. And I, and I have to pay for somebody with shipping, but just, I look at your rating and are you Amazon Prime? And car dealers, unfortunately, most of us don't have that rating. We don't have that tool. And it's because we're not on a good e- e-commerce solution that helps us with that. And that's where we, we lack. You know, so many leaders of car dealerships are variable ops people. They're not fixed ops people. And I've worked on both sides of the fence and on the marketing side. So, you know, it first comes down to having a plan. You know, what's your marketing plan for sales? What's your marketing plans for service? But your service marketing plan must be, hey, our focus is 100% absorption rate or not. You know, you have to have a marketing plan for service. And many dealers struggle is they don't even have a retention plan in place. And if you don't have the basics of the retention plan in place, then you're not going to sell enough parts. So how do you sell more parts? Well, simple. You have an e-commerce platform to help you do that to not only to your, to your internal, but to your retail side of customer, but to your wholesale side, because that's a whole nother business is that, you know, while your dealership is closed, that body shop may be open at eight o'clock at night and they want to go onto a website and buy something from you, but there's nobody there for them to call, but they can go online to non OEM sites and buy stuff all day long. So I don't mean to be too long winded, but I think that kind of summarizes why I would look for an e-commerce site, but I'll let you guys talk now. Well, let, let me clarify for the sake of the audience. The reason we invited Dave to be part of this conversation is not because they're using it and to champion revolution parts. In fact, they have the product not using revolution parts. You're familiar with them. And there's mm-hmm. reasons why that the dealer group is not. And that it comes down to the, the challenge that, that there is at the dealership level with personnel and leadership and mm-hmm. whatnot. So Ibrahim, Dave brought up some good points. And I think one of the, one of the things he brought up is the whole challenge of an Amazon presence. Being yep. being a prime seller, free shipping, and then the whole fulfillment. So how do you, as a company, as a partner for a dealership, how do you help dealers with, with that just one challenge alone? Yeah, and I think, I mean, selling, okay, so just 
bring this back a little bit, right? So we really believe that if you want to sell online on a national scale, you need to be present where the eyeballs are, right? So that's um, maybe a web store, um, a parts web store, and also eBay marketplaces like eBay and Amazon, right? They're, they're a big part of where the demand is for parts. So being in front of those eyeballs, uh, kind of like Dave, uh, you know, mentioned, I mean, you do really need to be careful with who you partner with. If you try to sell on eBay, Amazon, and on your web store, and this is just on the retail side, right? We, we believe you also have to focus on growing that, that wholesale business because uh, that's also moving online too, right? But, uh, you know, what we try to do is really work on um, making it easy for our dealers to sell across all these channels without having to deal with multiple portals, right? Where you can process orders, you know, whether it's an eBay or an Amazon or a web order, you can do everything from one interface. And behind the scenes, we do all the heavy lifting on figuring out how to let eBay know that something's shipped or how to respond to an Amazon seller with a question. Uh, but from a dealership's perspective, uh, you know, the parts department is short-staffed. Most dealers we talk to, um, you know, they, they are short-staffed. That's one of the challenges we're dealing with. So how do we take on more of that and make it really easy to manage multiple channels uh, through the platform? We also have our, our CS team and we're always working on ways to um, let our dealers know, for example, when they need to ship something so that they do maintain those Amazon ratings. Um, and if they're selling on the web stores, we did incorporate a review, um, a partnership with a company that helps us with reviews so that you are building that trust. Um, because yes, today's shoppers, I mean, just like David mentioned, you know, everybody's looking at reading other people's reviews and is this a seller that I can trust, right? So really part of being on Amazon and eBay is really building that online reputation. And, and we try to do everything that we can to help with that by making sure that the dealership is maintaining the right type of self service levels, responding on time, shipping on time, and really being uh, helpful, right? Ibrahim, I really liked the analogy you brought up in, in our recent conversation about going into a hotel, yeah. going to your hotel room and not having USB ports yep. charge. And the, the feeling that it gives you as a consumer is almost like, what the heck? I mean, it's, USB ports might actually be obsolete at some point in the near future, right. alone, uh, hotels that don't have them. And you, you use that analogy to explain for a dealer for a dealership, the consumer expectations have evolved. And one of those expectations is, is convenience, free shipping, uh, just immediate ability to, to get parts. And I think this applies at the wholesale and the retail level. Yep, absolutely. So maybe you could speak to that in the sense that aside from a revenue stream, a revenue channel that may, it already, it's, already. it's not necessarily about you know, all these massive profits. It's not necessarily what it's about, but is there an opportunity loss by not being there online for consumers? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, I think David mentioned this too, right? Uh, when he started that, uh, you know, David, you guys are seeing your counter sales shrinking, right? right? So really a big part of this discussion is how do you modernize that experience and really deliver the right service levels that, even your local customers expecting, right? So like David mentioned, I mean, a lot of the current website providers, uh, you know, everybody has a page for parts and service, 
But nine times out of 10, you click on that link and you're kind of presented with this really big form or just coupons, right? Where today, consumers really expect to be able to do research. Um, they're not going to fill out 21 fields and hope that somebody responds. What they'll end up doing is finding another dealer that has a better experience or go to eBay or Amazon or aftermarket, right? O'Reilly's or Advance or any of these guys, right? That, you know, they have immediate ability for the consumer to do the research, find the part they're looking for, find out if it's in stock, how much is it going to cost? So right now, a big push that we have is really, you know, using that USB analogy, right? Like if, you know, for those of us that travel, it's, you know, when you check into a hotel, it doesn't have something as simple as a USB port so I can charge my phone, you know, I'll probably make sure to avoid this place next time, right? So from a dealership's perspective, really modernizing that experience and having an interactive experience on your website for your local customer so that they can get the answers that they need. I think it's really uh, of paramount importance. Um, and, and it's frankly, you know, when you don't have that good experience, when you have that form or coupons, it's really a bad reflection on, on your brand and by extension, the manufacturer's brand. Right. So we're seeing a lot more interest recently there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why counter sales are shrinking is because consumers go online. Um, they're not going to walk into the dealership first. They'll try to get the answer on their cell phone. Um, so if you're not online, you're missing out on, on the ability to do business with that person. Dave, let me turn to you in, in, in regards to counter sales shrinking. Uh, obviously, a customer can just call and, and order online Are, is, and, yeah. and the dealer can ship. Does that... I mean, we've been shipping parts for, for years and, you know, but there's a lot of other factors in the market now. I mean, and, and a lot of people don't realize this because there are, there are different ways that people shop today and a lot of it has to do with the use of their phone. Um, you have the click call features, but when you have an e-commerce site and you're delivering an experience to somebody and that experience meets their expectations or exceeds it, you know, it, people are looking for... When, when people want a part, they want ease of doing business with you. Yep. They want to know that they can trust you. And then they want to know you're going to fulfill the order and take care of them. And then if there's a problem, they want to be able to discuss it with you, get it fixed and get it taken care of. But everything to people needs to be done easily. You know, what is the easiest person to deal with that has a great rating that's not going to give me a hard time? It's not always about the guy with the cheapest price because many times an Amazon prime deal is not the best price, but it's the perception. Okay. That AI can do business with it's easy to get this part and 99% of car dealers. It's not, yes, you can call them, but that's not always when people are shopping. I mean, take every, take every household now in America. And when you're finished up with dinner and you're sitting down watching TV, you look across the room and you got the TV on, you got an iPad going on, and you got your phone going on. You got two or three devices going on at once. Last night, I was shopping for furniture. I was looking for carpeting, and I'm watching Netflix because I don't like commercials. Um, but I'm going through there, right? And I'm talking, and I'm asking Alexa, I mean, some questions. And next thing I know, I go onto Facebook, and it's showing me ads for furniture. Hmm. All right? I, I went on Amazon. It's showing me ads for furniture. Well, I never searched for either of those. So you know that there's programmatic advertising and scripting codes on everything. But in the parts industry, that exists too with advanced auto parts. And all these big companies have that. 
the dealers aren't thinking about that. But when you have a website that's dedicated to e-commerce and it's modern and it can make it easier for the consumer to shop at any time when they're in the market, you know, that's a whole nother thing. But then again, Google has a new product too, Google Local. So you could look up auto parts in the future and Google is going to show you a list of those preferred places to buy auto parts from. And they might, might not be the guy closest to you. And Google will say, hey, we'll charge you local business $15 for that phone call. Well, the little mom and pop parts place may get put out of business by that. But these bigger companies are going to go, hey, you know, I don't have a problem paying 15 bucks for that call. Well, the car dealer doesn't even know about those particular digital products and, and scripting codes. Most OEMs go, hey, we know we have a parts and service site. We're all combined. Take a look at it. Well, it's got every dealer on there and your competition on there. And you might be on page two or three. And you hope that from a pay-per-click standpoint, everybody pulling their money together can be competitive. But you're not competitive with advanced auto parts. You're, you're not competitive any any of those places. And dealerships, they just continue to do business the way that they're doing and not be modern. And they have to get in or they're going to be put out. And because fixed stops plays a such big role in paying the bills, that's why you're seeing a lot of these dealerships go up for sale with little things of no retention plan, no service marketing plan, no decline services follow-up, no service BDC, no parts e-commerce sites or even a page or even putting, even if they have an e-commerce site, they forget to put it on their group page. It's just basic things. And what everybody overlooks, and here's where a digital guy like me comes in and will tell you, there's an SEO benefit. Car dealers spend on the average of $1,500 to $3,000 a month for SEO, those guys who do it. I don't think a parts site like Revolution Auto Parts costs that much and would get more SEO benefit for a dealership to actually do business with it. Now, I don't have Revolution Auto Parts, but I know if all these people are looking for auto parts and I put it on my group site, People are going to click on there. They're going to say, hey, these guys are easy to do business with. There's an organic SEO reason as to why I would do it selfishly and why I kind of pitched it to my CEO and said, hey, but we were in the midst and this is why we didn't sign up with you guys yet is simply because we have an OEM program with Amazon we need to test out with. We have another store that has an eBay test pilot going on. So adding on too much technology can be a, a scary thing for a car dealership, especially because like Ryan had said earlier, dealers could be shorthanded with staff. And I'll tell you the biggest fear that I have, and you can answer this question for me, um, securities, from a security standpoint, fraud. You know, Amazon has layers of fraud protection, but how does Revolution Auto Parts, if I were to Let's say I'm, I'm a dealer and I'm signed up with a, what type of fraud protection is there for someone going on there and, and buying something? And that, that's a real big concern of mine. I know I'm probably jumping ahead on you guys, but you know, it's one of those things that I think that every dealer has to ask themselves, am I with the right partner that they have the right technology and how am I protected? Right. Abraham, I definitely want to hear you respond to the security, the fraud aspect, but quick, quick question that came in while Dave was talking. You were talking about pr programmatic advertising where you're shopping around say, on, on websites. Now you're seeing ads on Facebook and Google. Yep. Abraham, is that, a, is that an area where Revolution Parts can work with the dealership strategically and technically for campaigns to help them 
with that online presence, specifically around that type of programmatic advertising? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're a premier partner with Google. Um, and right now we work with about actually 350 dealerships on doing more marketing uh, beyond just what you get, you know, the SEO benefit that you get out of the box. Okay. So it is, it does involve a lot of, uh, you know, the retargeting and programmatic advertising. Uh, I think our marketing team will work with the dealership and depending on your budget, they'll put together the right mix of channels to go after. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, go and ahead. Then, and that, so that's good to know. And then the SEO benefits, Dave, that's, I mean, that's huge. Like you said, that's almost like a, a built-in perk or benefit. It kind of would pay for itself. I mean, especially if multiple groups and you have multiple, let's say you had all your parts for five or six stores in one parts store. And then, you know, they would parse the orders out to each individual store. But because people are going on there looking, there's like, hey, you know, I own a Volkswagen. I want to get some parts. I, want, I own a BMW. I own a Mini. You start looking through parts on there and then you're able to buy it from an e-commerce standpoint without even calling the store. I mean, people don't like to interact with people as much anymore in case you haven't noticed. Hmm. People want to just touch something or they want to just order. You know, they, they want to just talk to their Alexa or talk to their Google Home and say, hey, order this part for me. And we're getting to that where even keyboards are not the future. It's going to all be voice commands um, and a computer or some automation or AI asking us, you know, is your vehicle a 2015 Buick, whatever. And then, you know, okay, is your car this? And then you answer, yes. Okay. This part is in stock. We can ship it out to you here and you place an order. I mean, we're going to get to that point, but dealers haven't even got to the e-commerce site yet. So the guys that are getting in this now are going to retain more business and have that growth. And I think as an OEM, you know, OEMs, they should have always mandated that car dealers have an e-commerce site on their website. I mean, and even help with, you know, maybe even a, a co-oping it, you know, the cost on something like this, because it, it makes sense. So, Ibrahim, I know we kind of um, interrupted you because you were going to address some of those points. So, uh, yeah. go ahead. The, the stage is, is yours again. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, I know we're running out of time. So let me uh, just make sure I address some of the things that Dave pointed out, right? So yeah, first of all, the SEO benefits, uh, you know, I think Dave was talking about being able to do marketing at the group level and, you know, using a, a platform that's able to route orders based on, you know, the nearest dealership, right? But pulling kind of your marketing spend together makes it more cost effective. There's also the local SEO piece, right? Kind of like I, you know, when I started the discussion, I mentioned that 85% of search starts online, which is why counter sales are shrinking. But, you know, one area that we're trying to work with our dealers on, you know, there's often a fear around being online because it's going to cannibalize counter sales, right? Um, and what we're trying to let the, you know, kind of work with the dealers to really um, see that a lot of that's already shifting online. So, you need to be part of the game. You need to be present, right? Consumers these days expect to be able to get their answer right away about parts, pricing, and availability. Um, I think, David, sorry, I am jumping around a little bit. I know we're okay. up against time, but one thing you mentioned was fraud. So that's one thing that uh, we focus really heavily on and are constantly making improvements upon where 
you know, we've partnered with a company, but we also run our own fraud models so that when an order is placed on your website, we score the order low, medium, or high, and we'll tell you why we think it's low, medium, or, or high. Um, like here, the red flags that we see, and we're able to um, constantly like push down our fraud rate. Mm. But um, you know, and, and working with some of our bigger dealers, I mean, they they only deal with about a tenth of a percent uh, in frauds. But the benefit you get by selling on your own websites, uh, and by the way, I said, you know, we believe dealers should be everywhere where the eyeballs are, so not leave out Amazon or eBay because there's a lot of demand there. But when you're selling on your website, you're essentially ahead because you're not paying eBay or Amazon yeah. on a 10 to 12% fee for those eyeballs, right? So it's all part of, you know, it pencils out, but it's something that we're constantly working on, really measuring how do we keep moving fraud down and really staying one step ahead from all the fraudsters. That's good to know. Uh, that's, yeah, that's really good to know. So f- folks that are tuned in, we, we, we try to keep this to around a 30-minute conversation. And as you can see, a lot of great stuff uh, just really comes out from this. The S- uh, just a recap. You know, we talked about, you know, that modernization, that, that consumer experience is, is just of increasing importance. Uh, the e-commerce component, right? There's all this talk about digital retailing and selling a car online, which is, uh, is, is about as tall an order as, as a fully autonomous uh, vehicle is, you know, truly in our horizon. But you can right now, you can, ha- you can have true e-commerce at your dealership uh, through the parts part side. Um, SEO benefits, right? Um, secure. I love the, the, the security and the fraud alerts that you're talking about. So just all these, these resources that you bring to the table to, to make this feasible to kind of maybe cap this off, Ibrahim, what would you, what would you proposition or want dealers that are, that are listening or watching this? What would, you, what would you want them to think? What are their next steps? Because uh, obviously this is a group decision. As Dave pointed out, he's ready to go, but he's got an OEM program here with Amazon, an eBay program here. You've got a fixed ops director. You've got a parts manager. You've got a principal, a GM. and You've got yep. five people right. at, at a single dealership that all kind of have to you know, come together and say, we're going to go this direction. So where do you take that? What's your message to the dealer group? So, yeah, so I, I think one, uh, you know, when people think about selling parts online, I think they're often thinking about, all right, I got to complete compete on a national scale and deal with marketplaces and all these other complexities around fraud and things like that, right? But I think where we're coming at this is, yes, I mean, if you want to sell on a national scale, you have to put in a lot more efforts. But there's also the bigger part of, you know, you need to serve your local customer better. Right. Um, and right now they're expecting to go to your website and get answers around par- parts pricing and availability. Um, counter sales are shrinking because most local consumers, actually most consumers, whether it's local or not, start their shopping online. So if you don't have a presence for your dealership, your parts department online, you're missing out on a lot of that demand. Right. So I think it's really a two pronged pro- approach. Our first thing is get online. And as you get more comfortable, you know, you can always expand that and try to compete on a national scale and add marketplaces. Right now, I mean, we offer a solution that's really one price and it opens up all channels and we work with the dealer. You know, for those who have never sold online, first step is let's get you online. 
And as you get more comfortable, we start turning on other channels and doing adding marketing to the mix and more, right? Yeah, it sounds like a lot to consider. Dave, what about yourself? Um, for you know, you, you have good relations with dealers out, out there. You know, maybe what how would what would be your final thoughts on on this matter? Well, don't, one of the reasons why I accepted this uh, call was simply because I, I did the research and I looked at studies from 20 large dealer groups and those people who had been more successful on the fixed ops part and specifically on the parts side, they all had e-commerce stores. Not necessarily all of them were Revolution Auto Parts stores, but they all had an e-commerce solution. And that kind of said something to me uh, when I started down this path. I mean, this goes back five years ago, doing research uh, for the Napleton Group and working with their fixed ops director. And, you know, we at that time, uh, the group that I was at, went with uh, uh, Revolution Auto Parts. And we saw a, a direct impact and an increase. When I came to this group a couple of years ago, um, it was one of 15 things on my list to make changes. Um, I'm through about 12 of those steps now, <laughs> but you know, revolution auto parts, unfortunately you were kind of on the backside of my list. Although we've been talking to you now for about a good, almost year and a half, two years, uh, the conversation has been around. Um, I think we're at the point now where we're ready to make decision, but like you said, Ryan, there's a lot of different decision makers there and, and there's the fear of the unknown. Um, one of the things though that you have to do is you have to look at case studies what everybody else has done. And you have to actually go to somebody that has an e-commerce site and see how easy it is to use it and see that experience um, and realize that there is a profitability upside. And if you don't get in it now, you're going to lose later. So I think I'm done talking. <laughs> now or never, right? Yep. All right. Uh, Ibrahim, unless you have any final words, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wind us down. All right. No, I, I think I'm good. And I think uh, David said, said it really well. So thank okay. you. That's a big opportunity. We're here to help. Great. So David, thanks again for joining us. Ibrahim, uh, thank you to you and your team, Nikki, Chris and team uh, for putting this all together. And folks, we're going to go ahead and uh, take this offline and let us know if you have any questions. Thanks for the questions that you did put in. And if we can be of any assistance, uh, let us know. Again, you can go to revolutionparts.com and, uh, and, and reach out to Ibrahim and his team through their website uh, if this is of interest to you as well. Thanks, everyone. Have a great rest of your week. This is Audiburst Media.